Hello and welcome to the Physiatry Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. Today is episode number 11. In season two, we are going to be talking about osteoarthritis. Is this really your joint to blame or is it something else? So we're going to talk all about osteoarthritis today. Thank you so much for listening in. If you would like to send me any questions, please send me a questions at physiatrypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook at Physiatry Podcast or on Twitter at Physiatry Show. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you may be listening to this podcast. And try to give me five stars. That would be really appreciated. Thank you so much. And hopefully you enjoy the show today on osteoarthritis. There probably is no disease that is as ubiquitous as osteoarthritis in humans. It is a common problem amongst all human beings. It happens to most people by the age of 65 and more than 80% by the age of 75. It is second only to ischemic heart disease as a cause of work disability. Now, the symptoms of osteoarthritis are usually pain in a joint. People can have stiffness as well in the joint. Specifically, we differentiate osteoarthritis versus another type of inflammatory arthritis like rheumatoid arthritis by the amount of stiffness and the amount of time that people have stiffness in the morning. So for us physiatrists, we usually talk about, okay, if a patient has stiffness for more than 30 minutes, then we think of inflammatory arthritis. If it's less than 30 minutes, we think of more of osteoarthritis, the normal type of arthritis. People do have a loss of flexibility. They can have a grating type sensation, which we call crepitus. And that's like when you uh, move your joint, it actually causes like a little click, 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 or something like that. There's also bone spurs that can happen, swelling in the joint. All these things are signs of osteoarthritis. I've heard so many patients talk about, oh, my neck cracks when I move it. Well, that is a form of osteoarthritis. That is very typical. The thing is, our neck is very close to our ears, so we hear those pops. We don't hear them in our knees or our elbows, but we do hear them in our neck. And that's why osteoarthritis in the neck is much easier to hear. What are risk factors of osteoarthritis? One, being older being female, being obese. Yes, being obese is a high risk factor of having osteoarthritis. Joint injuries. Once you injure a ligament or cartilage or something within the joint, there's a higher chance of getting osteoarthritis. So if you have a meniscus tear, ACL tear, ACL tears are notorious for developing arthritis eventually as people age. Repeated stress on a joint. Now, this is a key point here because a lot of people mistake this as, oh, if I keep stressing my joint out, it's going to have more osteoarthritis. Well, it's not quite that simple. Although higher level athletes are more at risk for joint injury, they also have a chance of osteoarthritis. That's the key thing. They have a chance of joint injury and that usually causes the osteoarthritis. A lower level or recreational athletes are actually less likely of developing joint injury and also less likely to develop osteoarthritis. And the reason for that is activity usually prevents osteoarthritis or prevents the pain from osteoarthritis from developing. The other things that can cause our risk factors are genetics, bone deformities, and metabolic diseases. So all these things can cause osteoarthritis. Metabolic diseases could even be diabetes. That is a metabolic disease. 
people that have osteoporosis don't necessarily have a higher risk for osteoarthritis. Now, these are two very different conditions and people think, uh, I've had patients come to me thinking, oh, I have osteoarthritis, therefore I have pain in my joints. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Osteoarthritis is when people have low bone density and you've heard of people get fractures as they get older and that's usually because they have osteoporosis or just brittle bones. That is not osteoarthritis. Osteoarthritis is inflammation in the joint. But I will get into that in a minute because that's not everything about osteoarthritis. So when we take an x-ray, we can oftentimes see what's going on in the joint. And usually we can tell whether someone has osteoarthritis or not. But that doesn't mean that they have the symptoms of osteoarthritis because some people may just have a smaller joint or may just have osteoarthritic joints with bone spurs, but they may not have pain. And again, I will get to that in a few minutes. Osteoarthritis affects the whole joint. So usually what we have is we have synovitis or inflammation of the lining of the joint. That is the key thing for osteoarthritis, but that's how osteoarthritis starts. That is not the whole picture. There is also an effusion in the joint, and in the knee especially, we can see these effusions pretty well. And what I mean by effusion is it's swelling. There's actually fluid that's increased in the joint, and you can see it behind the patella, which is the kneecap, and you can actually see the amount of effusion in the back of a knee. When you've looked at thousands of knees, you can kind of tell which one has an effusion and which one doesn't, which one is inflamed or not. That still doesn't mean that someone with a knee effusion has pain. I've had a knee infusion, effusion in my knee and not had any pain. So this is something to think about. Okay. Bone marrow lesions. These are also found on MRIs with symptomatic osteoarthritis. So these are people that actually have the symptoms of osteoarthritis will show some bone marrow lesions or some sort of change in their bone marrow in that joint, which is very, very interesting, but probably doesn't mean much to you because if we get an MRI of everybody with osteoarthritis, we'd be wasting a ton of money. In any case, what we see microscopically, now we would not see this on an MRI for the most part, and we would not see this on an x-ray either. This is if we took an, a little piece of the joint and looked at it underneath a microscope. What we would see is fat necrosis, which is called, which is also the death of fat in the bone marrow. We would also see marrow fibrosis, which is where the marrow changes from a regular marrow to scar tissue. And we also can see micro fractures in the joint. This can happen with knee malalignment, which can happen with weakness. So people can have their knees that are not quite aligned right, or they have some sort of weird thing that happens to them when they're younger, and that causes the knee to not be perfectly uh, aligned. They can also have something like scoliosis of the back, which can cause the knee to be slightly malaligned as well. So in any case, this can cause more injury to the knee and therefore cause most osteoarthritis. So I get a lot of questions about arthritis and osteoarthritis. So the questions usually are, if I have osteoarthritis, should I exercise or not? So the question, the answer really is yes, you should exercise. 
exercise is important and exercise usually can decrease the amount of symptoms from osteoarthritis. Yes, studies show that individualized treatment with physical therapy can help with reduction of pain and increasing joint mobility and joint function. This is in comparison with non-activating treatments. So if we have a patient that we put into an exercise program that is catered towards that patient, usually they will do better even with the osteoarthritis. Now, the key thing here is goals. And I had a whole podcast about goals. So go back and listen to that. Goals are very important in order for people to develop pain relief from osteoarthritis. Remember that short-term goals may result into the long-term, long-term goals. So when we start With osteoarthritis, we start very slowly. Someone with osteoarthritis has pain in the joint. So just moving is very, very painful. So walking for 10 minutes three times per week should increase to 30 minutes three times per week in three months. So slowly we're increasing the amount of duration of the walking for someone with osteoarthritis, for example, in their knees. So if someone has osteoarthritis, they should move. Move the joint and strengthen the joint. This can help from the joint to becoming worse. So you remember we talked about this thing called complex regional pain syndrome. I think we talked about it a few podcasts ago. In any case, there is some evidence that central and peripheral sensitization, which is what I call when people get sensitized to pain, may be a huge component of osteoarthritis as well. So you may have degeneration of the joint. But the joint degeneration may not be the main part of the joint. This is why some of the local anesthetic into the joint may help the pain for a longer period of time because that central sensitization, I can say the word right, that would be very nice, but central sensitization and peripheral sensitization may improve because of the local anesthetic and the, and the actual disconnection from that pain to the brain. So that is central sensitization in osteoarthritis. Oftentimes when we talk about osteoarthritis, we talk about what are the different things that are going on in the joint and we talk about synovitis. That's usually what happens in osteoarthritis, what we think about for osteoarthritis. It's the inflammation of the joint jelly within the joint. That's the thing that we talk about for osteoarthritis. That's what most people think is osteoarthritis or that there's a lack of cartilage within the joint. But that is not everything that goes on in osteoarthritis. We have to talk about the other things that happen that are physiological that you can actually see. So the cartilage within the joint can be decreased. So that is actually not a shock, a shock absorber, as many people think. The synovial fluid or the fluid between the cartilage is actually the fluid that decreases the shock in a joint. The cartilage is actually a nice smooth surface where the joint can move on. So that has some changes. The bone is thickened and can be improperly mineralized so that there are little bone spurs on it. And then we talk about the synovium being inflamed or the synovitis. And then around 
the joint. Also, there is soft tissues that may also be changed, including the ligaments. We may have tears in the ligaments. We may have tears in the menisci. We may have tears all around the joint, which may be a big deal with uh, osteoarthritis. Here's something interesting about osteoarthritis. There are inflammatory mediators that may play a big role in osteoarthritis. You remember we talked about cytokines and COVID-19 and how the cytokine storm happens with patients after they get COVID-19. That's what ends them, what makes them end up in the hospital and they get this all huge inflammatory surge and they develop ARDS or acute respiratory distress syndrome, blah, 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 blah. Well, anyway, these same cytokines can be part of what happens with osteoarthritis. A number of other cytokines, you know, like IL-1, IL-6, these, all these cytokines can actually cause problems. But there are also other cytokines that can decrease the amount of osteoarthritis, including something called IL-10, which has been studied, and we're actually doing a clinical trial on that right now. I can't tell you more about that, but that is sort of what is going on. We're doing a clinical trial on IL-10. So, this can help decrease osteoarthritis. So, now we know that someone has osteoarthritis. They have a lot of pain in their knee joint or whatever joint it may be. What do we do? So, the first key thing is to try to be non-pharmacologic. So, that means doing the tried and that's the mainstay of treatment. So, that means exercising joints. That is the key thing. That is the first thing I would advise to anybody with osteoarthritis. 10% body weight loss can help, of course, depending on how much the patient weighs, but osteoarthritis is associated very highly with obesity. So, weight loss is important for patients in that, that are obese. Walking aids or knee braces may also be beneficial for patients with malalignment. And then comes pharmacologic therapy. So, pharmacologic therapy can include things like NSAIDs, which is our huge topic about over-the-counter medications, but there are things that are not over-the-counter. Those include things like ibuprofen, meloxicam, uh, Aleve or uh, uh, naproxen. That's what I'm trying to come up with. There are a bunch of different NSAIDs that can be used. There are probably hundreds. There is also management of knee osteoarthritis with specifically topical NSAIDs, which in the United States, we have topical NSAIDs that are available over the counter right now, or diclofenac that can be used for knee osteoarthritis. Now, problems with NSAIDs, of course, are the side effects. You can have issues with bleeding. You can have issues with gastric irritation. You can have issues with higher blood pressure. You can have issues with heart disease. So, NSAIDs aren't for everybody. And you know what? We, we need to be careful with them. We overuse them quite a bit. Any case, there's also duloxetine, which is known as Cymbalta, that has been approved for osteoarthritis and can be used for osteoarthritis. Topical capsaicin is another treatment option when one or few joints are involved. And, you know, that is okay. Uh, interarticular glucocorticoid injections are okay, which are steroid injections into the joint. So, knee injections can be done. This is okay for some patients, but not necessarily excellent. The thing is, it may actually accelerate osteoarthritis and may actually cause more problems to patients. But 
For some patients, it is the right thing to do just because of what goes on with their joints. Now, Tylenol is also something that can be used, but it doesn't really work that well for the pain on on osteoarthritis because of the inflammatory nature of the disease and NSAIDs work much better. Now, there are also other different medications that can be used, including opioids and some other medications may also be used. Gabapentin, Lyrica, things like that can be used and have been used. They are not proven and sometimes may have more side effects than actual benefits, and especially in osteoarthritis. The next thing that can be used is what's called hyaluronic acid. This we use quite a bit for patients with knee and hip osteoarthritis, also mostly for knee osteoarthritis, and um, can be beneficial, but oftentimes are, is not or loses benef- uh, benefit over time. Now, we also have heard people recommending supplements like glucosamine and chondroitin and fish oil. But there really is no evidence that many of the things can benefit. One of the things that may benefit is actually turmeric because it has an anti-inflammatory effect on osteoarthritis. Surgical treatment is usually the main way we can get rid of osteoarthritis for once and for all. There is the knee and hip osteoarthritis and the shoulder osteoarthritis that is treated by surgical replacement of these joints. This is, you know, a pretty invasive surgery and can also be dangerous to some people, especially if they're on blood thinners or have other side effects. So it's important to think about these things when some people go to having surgery. Now, if you have any questions for osteoarthritis, you can come visit me in clinic or go visit your physician and talk to them. This is, of course, not meant to be the end all. If you have any of these issues, please go see your physician. This is an advice thing. This is not meant to be your physician's advice. This is just an advice from a person right now. So other things that have been used in the past include acupuncture, traditional Chinese medicine, and TENS units. These are all not necessarily very beneficial for this. The future of osteoarthritis is bright, though, as we learn more about osteoarthritis, the different things that go on with osteoarthritis. I think we're going to get a better hold of osteoarthritis and people's joints. So I think long term, we're going to have better treatments for osteoarthritis, including different types of injections and medications that can be better for people long term. There is one more thing to talk about, and that's specifically for hip osteoarthritis. It does cause specific mortality increase because of the lack of mobility and increase of cardiovascular diseases due to that. So hip arthritis and hip osteoarthritis can cause an increase in cardiovascular disease. In general, hip and knee and shoulder and elbow and whatever joint osteoarthritis is very treatable. We have a bunch of things now. I think they will get better, as I said, in the future. And if you have this type of arthritis, go see your physician because if there is pain in your joint, there may be something that they can do, maybe some sort of physical therapy, maybe something else. Go talk to your physician. It's very important to talk about this because it does affect your long-term health and that is of utmost importance. 
Again, thank you for listening to the Physiatry Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchadani. I sincerely hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you tune in next week for the next podcast. Thank you again. Have a wonderful week. 